the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. episode of the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. My name is Edwin Herman here in the studio in Wellington, New Zealand, and across the other side of the city, I'm joined over a Skype connection by my co-host, Ben Sonko. Hey, Ed. Good morning to you, Ben. How are you? Um, good, thanks. What a lot of rain we've had in the last week. Yeah, we did have a little bit. Um, well, it seems like we in town didn't really get it as bad as up the coast. Yeah, it was worth worse rather worth. It wasn't worth anything. Uh, it was worse further up. You're you're right, and uh, caused a lot of delays. In fact, I was uh, on the Thursday or was it Friday? I forget. I was uh, communicating with a over Skype, a Skype connection with a vendor based in Australia, and the, one of the first things they say to me is, uh, oh, I've, I've heard there's uh, a bit of flooding your way. So it's obviously made the news. Well, I mean, Wellington was effectively cut off for a, what, a whole day, pretty much. Well, sort of Thursday Thursday afternoon, it was sort of, or Thursday during the day, it was there was like no way out. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was we're, quite, uh, we're quite vulnerable to that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We... Where we're situated down here in the very bottom, you know, the southern part of the North Island, there's there's really only a few routes out, and and one of them isn't particularly great when it's you know when it's fine. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's kick off episode three hundred and thirty-two for the week commencing Monday, the eighteenth of May, two thousand fifteen. First up, I wanted to just mention that uh, Microsoft have announced that Skype's real-time language translator, which we covered or announced it was announced a while ago and we covered on the show, is now finally open and available to everyone. Have you used it? Uh, no, and this is the thing. I was actually, it's, you lead me in very well into, into the next thing I was going to say about this, and that is I haven't because I've got a Mac, and I love the way that Microsoft's announcement is it's available to everyone. You mean everyone running Windows 8 or Windows 10? No, they said everyone, so that's everyone. So you must be running Windows 8 or 10, as I must be as well. <laughs> I, I, I guess so. I yeah. mean, you, you know, this is the thing about, like, as soon as Microsoft bought Skype, I mean, I, I didn't jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, it's the death of Skype. It's, you know, but in the back of my mind, I thought, I bet there's going to be a few Microsoftisms. This is one of them. Yep. So I'm a little bit disappointed, but, you know, yeah. I. Yeah, it's not unexpected. <laughs> no, and as I've said more recently, time and time again on this podcast, Microsoft have changed. I think it won't be long. And and, I'm, and and there's no sarcasm here at all. There won't be long. I don't think it'll be long before it's released for other platforms, as opposed to five or six years ago where they may have either killed it off or they'd release it like a year later. I, I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah, I mean, they have improved the Linux um, client, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they've improved the Mac one as well, haven't they? Yeah, there's been Skype some regular client. updates. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, no, it's good. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm expecting the uh, the feature to arrive 
you know, within maybe a, a couple of months or, or three months or, or so. That's what I think. Within the quarter. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's also an easier way of um, rolling something out as well, minimizing your, your user base, minimize the sort of, you know, the exposure to any issues, try and solve them and then roll it out. If I'm taking a <laughs> a very pragmatic look at it. <laughs> well, it's one it's, way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. So the thing is, it's it's kind of cool because we've been talking about, well, this feature's been talked about for a while. It was, I think back in, was it November last year? Uh, since then, it's been in a, a sort of a closed preview. So some people have been able to test the feature. And now if you're running Windows or you have a Windows device, this doesn't have to be a computer, uh, you know, in the traditional sense as in a PC, it could be a tablet. So uh, if you're running a Windows product on one of those devices, you'll be able to use it because it looks really cool. I've seen videos of it. Oh, I haven't even seen a video, but it sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really good. All right, uh, we'll move on and talk about this. Uh, this this is really cool. A guy by the name of Sammy Kamkar has built a little robot based on an Arduino, I think it was, uh, controller. And it's designed to crack those, you know those padlocks that, that have like that safe combination where you spin the dial? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's designed to crack one of those based on a, a vulnerability that exists in those in those products where uh, applying a bit of pressure while you turn, you know, changes the resistance of the dial and you can kind of work out, if you know what you're doing, how to determine the combination from what you feel. So he's built all that logic into a device that latches onto the dial, spins it around according to the algorithm and in less than a minute can break the, or can, you know, determine the, the valid combination. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but um, I'm not really sure. It's it's just it's cool. It's not like a revolution. It's not like the locks weren't being picked before anyway, were they? No, exactly. And you can do yeah. this if you know what you're doing. You're right, Ben. If you know what you're doing, you can do this w- without this little, you know, robot device. And you know that pretty much any any lock you're going to buy from a shop can be picked pretty quickly by someone that knows what they're doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but but you know, it is being, really yeah, cool. Putting this into an algorithm, and he's yeah. actually 3D printed some of the, you know, well, the, the chassis of it that, and, the, and the bit that latches onto the padlock. All that is stuff cool. is really cool. The, the fact that he's done it, the way he's done it, the tools he's used, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 <laughs> I wish I had the, the time, uh, let alone the nows, to do this sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it is a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah, I think you got to have like, a lot of time. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's really cool. So uh, there's a little video there on YouTube. We'll, we'll put a link in our show notes to the video if you want to have a look at the, the motorized Arduino breaking a combination padlock. Yeah. Anyway, not much more to say, but I thought it was kind of cool. So we'll put it out there. The video link is available in our show notes under episode 332 at boysoftech.com. All right, moving on. Micro, we're, gosh, we're powering through the stories this week, aren't we? Uh, Microsoft is going to start delivering updates to Windows 10 for mobile directly to customers rather than via the handset manufacturers. So this new model is kind of like what Apple currently does and is a step away from what Microsoft was doing previously, which is also what Google currently does for Android. So this means that owners of Windows 10 mobile devices will be able to get updates a lot quicker because they're not relying on the the handset manufacturers to to then pass that on. 
to to fix the bugs <laughs> and resolve the issues that are going to arise. <laughs> Well, to be fair, my, look, let's be fair to Microsoft. They do do the bug fixing. It's not the handset manufacturers. They just, you know, recompile it into their uh, sort of look and feel and customization. So I, I you know, I don't know. I, I kind of like this model. I, I really do. I've, I've always thought, you know, with the way Apple do it with iOS, I always thought, well, that's the way to do it. Why? How many manufacturers make Apple phones? Well, okay, I understand there is just the one, but the, I, I think that is part of my point. I think Android is so fragmented, and I don't I personally. I don't like that fragmentation. There's no such thing as just pure. Well, there is, but you don't buy a phone with pure Android. You get a an HTC Android or a Nokia, and well, actually, it wouldn't be Nokia, but you get a a Samsung Android or a Sony Ericsson Android. Yeah. They're, they're not the same, and I've sort of banged this drum before on this show. But why is that a bad thing? Well, I, it's a bad thing in my opinion because, well, first of all, one, you've got this extra uh, layer and, and that slows everything in the pipeline down as per what we're talking about. But also, it's a bad thing because if you switch to a different manufacturer, there's no guarantee that the apps you've purchased will work on that other phone that's made by another company. Is that an expectation that people have? I don't know. Well, you know, within the Android ecosystem, I I think it almost sets that expectation, rightly or wrongly. Like if oh. I if I had an Android phone, it's it's sort of billed as Android, and and yes, that's part of it. But it's you know, if I then go and, and, and it's time to give up that phone, or that phone's dying a horrible death, and it's time to buy a new one. And if I go to a different manufacturer, I see the same Android logo, and oh yeah, it's running Android, so it should be fine. I don't know. I think it's a valid. Would it be fine? Ex- I mean, expect- no. would you have would you have access to that app, and would it be specific to your new phone? Like, would you get the version that works for you? I have no idea. Well, look, I, I, I'm not an Android user, but from what I've heard from others, you know, it's you have there's a record that you've purchased the app. So when you when you uh, start using your your new phone, you can then read down. You know, it'll bring that that app down, but it's not necessarily going to work. I wonder how many don't work. That's a very good question, and I, I suspect that's not. A great deal, but I know that you know. I think even Brett, who who uh, co-hosts this show regularly with us, I think he's mentioned a few times before that there's several apps, uh, or he knows of uh, several apps like that. I don't think he's an Android user himself. He uses iOS, but uh, we were either talking about it off the show or, or, or on the show. I forget. Anyway, that's my answer to why I I'm not keen on that f- sort of fragmentation. It, it it's kind of like the the windows of the desktop world back in the 90s and the 2000s. I can see both sides. I can see it being unnecessary, adding unnecessary layers on top, and that's yeah, it's completely valid. But I can also see the other side where maybe you need to tweak, tweak things to work better with your architecture, the way that your the way that your hardware is working. I don't know if that's actually occurring, but I could see how that would be a good thing. Like hearing hearing um, our friend talk about Samsung and the way that they customize things. You know, he makes it sound like a good thing. Um, so it's hard to know. Like I think both both arguments are valid. It just depends on the circumstances. Yeah, and, and look, that is the point because you know one of the reasons why at least a lot of people say that iOS works so well, and so does Mac OS X, is because the the same company that makes the hardware makes the software. And so I take your point about if 
a third party, like say Google is providing, or are they the first party? Uh, it depends which way you look at it. If Google is providing the operating system and a different company is making the hardware, then you could, there's an argument as, as I think you've put forward that to say that it's a good thing to have a step, doesn't matter which company does it, but to have someone uh, tailor that operating system for that hardware and currently that step is the is done by the handset manufacturers so yeah i can i can appreciate that they can only make it better uh see i would argue that if if it was being developed in a very specific standard oriented way and they could say to hardware manufacturers this is exactly how the things work in this particular environment and if you treat it this way this is how it's going to carry on working but I've got a feeling that they're not like that. I've got a feeling they just chuck shit out there and hope that it works. Um, and, yeah, if if they were very, very structured, I think it would be fine because, you know, whoever's making the handsets would know if I do it this way, it's going to work this way. But I just I don't see that in, in their product. Personally, I'd be quite happy if, say, Google, who currently make Android, made a phone. And they kind of did, though, didn't they? they? That's Via, what they do. Well, do they? they do. They kind of do, and they don't. They outsource that, but it's the same thing. The end result's the same. And and you're right. I think was it wasn't it HTC they partnered with? I I forget now. Yeah, is it is it called the One? Or yeah, something? HTC One. I think it's it's a, a few years now. But uh, and look, that's that was supposed to be very good. And I personally, if I was going Android, I would get the uh, Google endorsed one. I'll, I'll use the word endorsed because I'm not really making it. Uh, yeah, anyway, in the same way that, you know, I, I like the way that Apple make both iOS and the phone and Symbian, Nokia made both Symbian and their hardware. Does, did Symbian ever have many issues? Not really. It was, no, I know it was a lot simpler, did, but. Couldn't do a lot, but it did work. I mean, it, yeah, it did work. It's fairly stable. I mean, I've had some other phones of the same era that, uh, you know, in the, uh, roughly the same time that were nowhere near as good. You know, they'd, they'd have these weird bugs or quirks like you're composing a message and a text message arrives and then the one you compose is, is gone or something like that or it skips to the next message when it shouldn't things like yeah. that never saw well, that then, on symbian if you don't know how exactly how something's been structured you have no idea how to handle certain situations so if you've really had input and control the whole way on what's going into the device and how it's working then i mean Surely the the two parts of the software and the hardware working together would be would be way better. Like it just it just makes sense. Yeah, and like you say, perhaps that's kind of what the uh, that extra step is. But it's know, always it, been one of the selling points with Apple. You know, with their products is that they've you know it's expensive, but they have complete control, and you're getting a good quality thing. Um, one of the good things about you know using Linux and Windows as well, is that you can just buy any old hardware you want, build it yourself, do it cheap, and just chuck stuff on it, and most of the time it works. They're two quite different sort of ecosystems, really. Yeah, and no, as you say, I, I guess they both have their advantages. You're right, mm. but yeah, and, and maybe it's just horses for courses. Windows has that same group of people in their ecosystem, but they're generally buying from Dell or from, you know, they're buying from some name that they know, and what does that company do? They put stuff on top of Windows to, in theory, make it work better for their hardware. Yeah, so, unfortunately, though, it's often yeah. filled with a lot of bloatware. And I think, uh, or oh, I suspect, I should say, that a lot of the Android phones are as well. And, and there's a difference between so, yeah. 
because there is a difference, right, between bloatware, a big difference between bloatware and customizations that make the operating system work better with the hardware. Very, very yeah. different things. And I'm assuming that they all started out from a from an honest place, wanting to make the software best. And then somebody, you know, somebody from marketing comes in and goes, "Oh, we've just sold this, or we've just done this," and then that, and it just gets ruined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's but I'm all, sure, I'm, it, sure I'm sure it started from a good place. And well, it's a nice positive way of thinking about it. Yeah, for some reason, I'm I'm optimistic today. Great. Great optimistic yeah. man doesn't happen very often. I'm no, the pessimistic one. See, by saying that, <laughs> <laughs> well, stating facts. <laughs> okay, let's uh, leave that story. But anyway, uh, just to recap, so th- that story was about Microsoft in the future going to deliver updates to Windows 10 mobile devices directly. All right, uh, last story. Researchers at the New York University Polytechnic School of Engineering, that's a long term, uh, have come up with a new metal matrix composite that is lighter than water. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, I was reading an article about it, in fact, and it said that uh, a boat made of such lightweight composites will not sink despite damage to its structure. Now, that's only true if... Uh, because the density is about 0.92. So that's only true if the cargo on the boat is less than about 9.6, of the weight of the boat. Well, you'd also use normal shipping techniques like compartment, you know, compartmentalization so that breaches of the hull are only going to affect a certain part. Oh, so yeah, you don't, okay, that too, you don't lose yeah. the integrity of the whole hull and you still get, you know, the ballast from the other parts. But yeah, it's, there's going to be limits to it, but it is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and probably not this, so good for submarines. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. That's that's brilliant. That's so simple, but brilliant. Yeah, you're right. No, not so good for submarines. You'd have to have extra. Although, having said that, you could, in theory, create a submarine that has a, a natural buoyancy of about one. If you, yeah, if you, can, yeah. you know, if you have that nine point six, nine point seven percent extra you know mass that's not made of this material uh then yeah you could you could i I guess it would help in in that sense um yeah so it's kind of cool it's very strong which is i think one of the breakthroughs in making such materials because people have come up with these sorts of uh, sort of matrix composite materials before but never as strong as uh, something that's based on on a metal. I'd be interested to know the manufacturing process because it sort of it almost sounds like it, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's sort of making metal. It's almost making like something else. And then you wonder if you know could it be layered in layers with something else, like you know put down carbon fiber and then put that and then something else and and then combinations of it would just turn into something even better. Yeah, I. It sounds to me like it's something very expensive right now. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, as all these uh, you know new things are, like graphene at the moment is very expensive to make. The um, this is based on a magnesium alloy, by the way, and it's reinforced with silicon carbide hollow particles. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, they're they're one of my favourite hollow particles. <laughs> right. I think it's time to get out of here let's end the show there because I know it's only going to go downhill when I hear these comments from you Ben I want to thank you very much for co-hosting this morning 
Uh, you're, you're welcome, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a double-edged one, that one, wasn't it? All right, uh, and we'll catch you all again next time. Until then, have yourselves a great week. See you later. Goodbye. Microsoft is going to start delivering Windows 10 mobile updates via itself. <laughs> I'll re-say that. I'll say that again. Um, my, Microsoft is no longer going to... No, I'll say it the positive way. Um, here we go. Microsoft is going to deliver. Microsoft is going... <laughs> 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 just one too many. That's all. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. Microsoft is going. Microsoft is going. Microsoft. 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 Microsoft's going to. Microsoft. Not going. Microsoft's going. <laughs> Take seventy-three. Yeah. All right. Let's let's do it again. Here, here goes. Stand by. <laughs>